What's up guys, we're back. This is The Real Deal with Casey and Jason, and today we have a special guest in the studio. We have the one and only Chris from Middletown. Chris from Middletown. So if you guys are familiar at all with WIP uh, Sports Talk, Philadelphia Sports Talk, we have Chris from Middletown in the room. What's up, Chris? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Glad to be here. Uh, a little different being on this side of the mic as opposed to being a caller and uh, messing with my favorite, uh, Joe DeCamera, also known as the famous Muppet Weasel. <laughs> Muppet Weasel. We are just cracking up because uh, we had another friend of ours here as we were getting this started and... Uh, he didn't. We didn't really introduce them, but yeah, Chris calls into WIP. We're all Philly sports fans, so huge Eagles fans. We got Eagles paraphernalia on yeah, left and right. It's uh, as Chris just put it so perfectly. It's playoff Friday. It is playoff Friday. Playoff Friday. Flannel Friday. Playoff Friday. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so yeah, exciting. They play Saturday night. Yeah, eight fifteen. Sweet. And I will in. be so eight fifteen night game, and then Sunday I'll be up there for the Flyers game. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Yeah, and so I listen to WIP a lot. My buddy Steve listens a lot. I've known Chris. I had no idea. Maybe I knew, but like I forgot that Chris was Chris from Middletown. So I think that's a, that's just another layer of a, of a cool thing. It's awesome. <laughs> I dig that. I mean, because like I've tried to call him to WIP once. And I think I talked to like, uh, I think I talked to Paul Jolovitz. Like this was like years ago. And yeah. I was terrified. And I was on hold for like an hour. But like to be like a regular caller is, that's a commitment. Yeah, and it uh, definitely the first few phone calls, you know, I'd get on the air and it felt like, oh, man, dude, it felt like a bunch of, like a pack of elephants sitting on my chest. (laughs) Like, you know, you're like trying to breathe and like, you know, and then I would go back and I I, I listen on the Odyssey app. So I'd go back and replay my call and I'd be like, oh, my God, that was terrible, (laughs) you know. And then there's still some of those calls where we're like, that didn't really flow well. And then there's others that go really well. And I listen back and you know i always i i try to um you know everybody kind of builds something about it unique with them Mm -hmm. so i did various different things and then my intro became the unique thing to me so hit hit us with it yeah so uh you know joe will say hey we're going to chris in middletown and and i always start with john john richie goes hey chris and i go james and he goes james will respond what's up chris and then I go, Muppet Weasel. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like your calling card. I it love is. It, and it is. And, and we were just, I was just texting my buddy Steve, who's a bigger WIP, WIP fan than I am. He listens far more often than I do. And I said, dude, you don't, you'll never believe this. Like Chris, our buddy Chris. You're not going to believe who we have in studio. <laughs> yeah, like it's Chris from Middletown. And he was like, does he call the camera Muppet Weasel? Like, so, so you've created that you know that you know whatever you want to call it that uh kind of feeling or you know something to remember and and he remembered it right away yeah so cool so chris invited me up to a you won tickets through wip yeah invited me up to a phillies game and it's funny because all the guys up there right that john and and um james and james yep and the camera were all there so they're and chris walks up he's like and I think they knew right away. They like somehow recognized it. Well, DeCamera came over to us and introduced himself. Oh, right. It was like, hey, yeah. yeah, hey, I'm Joe DeCamera. And when he reached out to shake my hand, <laughs> I grabbed it. I pulled him in and I go, you Muppet weasel. And he goes, I won't 
curse because I don't know if you guys do that on the show or <laughs> not. But he was either. like, yeah. he's like, you mother effer, <laughs> and he started laughing. And uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. That's cool, man. Context too. Joe DeCamera is not a big guy. No. And Chris just about ripped us off out of the side. They pulled him in. Yeah. Like Chris is like, you know, he probably the guy probably was a little little feel fearful when he reached in and grabbed him. The, the really interesting thing though that was breaking news when we were there was DeCamera's famous girlfriend, Amy, from Villanova. Oh, that was then. And that was the first time that she ever made a public appearance with them. And he said, oh, this is my this is my girlfriend, Amy. And I I, I turned and I looked at her and I said, you are real. (laughs) Amy from Villanova, right? Everyone there was talking about the whole night. Um, John Ritchie and everybody was like, Dude, I can't believe like Amy showed up. Like they, none of them thought she yeah. was real. I was I I'm out of the loop with the WIP, and I was like, yeah, they were cool. really talking about it. Like, they couldn't believe it. That's well, funny. Casey and I were talking to Richie, and we we asked him. We were like, oh, did you know she was coming? And he's like, no, I had no idea. And it was the first time that he ever met her. I think that's hilarious. Cool. I yeah, because I, I mean, I've just heard the backstory of Amy from Villanova, yeah. and it, as a caller, I mean, as a listener, just knowing. Who Joe is? I was absolutely skeptical that she was real. Well, that's cool. Yeah. You know she's real. Yeah, yeah. We, we did that. Yeah, that's that another cool thing. Probably the coolest thing about that night. I'm like looking through the concourse. <clears throat> they have a little thing set up by um, Bulls Barbecue, mm-hmm. and looking through the concourse towards home plate. Here comes this guy, and I'm like, it took me a split second. I'm like, this guy looks really familiar. Who is this guy? Older guy, uh, wearing like this Hawaiian shirt. Mm-hmm. Charlie Manuel comes walking That's up to cool, us, man. right up to us, shakes our hand. That's awesome. Oh yeah, dude, he's the yeah. best. He's just chilling. So yeah. he was just there at the game, and then I guess the people at WIP realized he was there, and they were like, "Hey, we're doing this thing. We had people that won tickets come over and, and introduce yourself." So he yeah. stood there and talked to us, took pictures with everyone. I thought that was awesome. But yeah, that was cool. Charlie yeah. is the man. Yeah, DeCamber did a little like uh, question and answer kind of like little Q and A session where he threw out a question and then. When somebody answered it, they gave him a T-shirt or a little okay. prize, and it was all related to Charlie or Charlie's teams that he coached, and uh, it was really neat. The really cool thing was, um, obviously, I ended up getting a picture taken with him, and he did photos of all that. And I said to Casey, I said, "Why don't you get a picture taken?" Because Casey was just telling me how like Charlie is like his all-time favorite coach, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles coach or Phillies coach. And he was like, no, 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 that's cool. Yeah, I got your like picture. picture I don't really, I'm not, I'm not a picture guy. And I was like, dude, it's one of your, like, this is your moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, get out there. So I was really glad that you ended up yeah. taking that picture. <clears throat> yeah, I got one now. And uh, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. It's a uh, good memory there. So I appreciate you having me to the game. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get into something today uh, now that we're done with the intros. Well, Chris, do you want to introduce yourself real quick and just kind of maybe, uh, you know, how we met, how we came to be friends? Yeah. Man, we go back a little ways. Anything you want to throw out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I met Casey uh, probably, I don't know, what when you first got in the mortgage business. So like 2010, it would have been. Yeah. I was going to say it was a little over 10 years ago. And uh, I'm an insurance agent. Um, I started in the insurance industry 20 years ago. And a lot of the ways that I would get business would be cold calling mortgage loan officers and saying, hey, when your clients are buying a house, you can refer to me, I'll help out the homeowners and then you know, help them with their car insurance and so forth. And I ended up uh, building a relationship with the guys at Universal and that's how I met Casey and then just went from there and got to know each other more and more throughout the years and to now he's probably, I consider him a really good friend. Yeah, I appreciate awesome. that, man. And um, yeah, you, so you wrote our insurance for us back in 2010 <clears throat> when I was just getting done, uh, just starting in the working world. 
wrote our insurance. So then we've had, you know, that customer and, and agent relationship and then obviously doing mortgages, um, you know, I always pass people along and I'm like, call Chris. He's a lot like me. He's going to explain everything. He is not going to pressure you into buying something. That's not how he works. He just explains things like I do. And then if you have a better situation elsewhere, he'll be the first to tell you. And, um, but if not, you know, just a, a great person to work with. So appreciate you there. Um, you heard our first episode. I did. Where we kind of like, we worked our way through some of the topics that we wanted to touch on. Uh, because again, me and Jason have had a lot of conversations. We want to kind of hit on some of these things that we've talked about in the past. And more and more recently, we've talked, I've had conversations with Jason, Chris, and other people about um, about the old hooch, the alcohol. I was going to say, what does that mean? The suds, <laughs> the, the booze. Uh, the devil's lubricant, my dad used to call it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I like that. Whatever other nickname you want to have for it. But yeah. uh, we, one of the things that we talked about or mentioned that we we're going to talk about was alcohol. And, uh, you know, this is going to be a good conversation because we're kind of at three different places in, um, in, our, in our lives with that. Um, I'll start by sharing that I haven't had a drink this year, nice. which we are now at January 20th. That's big, man. So I'm almost, let me think, New Year's Day. I don't think I had anything New Year's Day. I might have had a, a mimosa at brunch, but uh, <laughs> beyond that, haven't had a drink this year. Jason, you want to share how far along you are with? Yeah, I've been sober for 10 months, a little bit more than 10 months. So almost a year. Yeah, coming up on a year in March. And Chris? Yes, uh, June 29, 2020. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, March 11th, 2022. Yeah. So yeah. this, and like to me, is so... Um, like I said, I've had more conversations recently about really not drinking, but not drink, not drinking, yeah. not about alcohol and beer and whatever, but about not drinking. So um, kind of cool that Chris reached out and was like, hey, I'd be happy to come on and, and talk about that. Again, our whole aim with this podcast is reaching out to someone. Maybe somebody hears this that's like, man, I've thought about that, but I don't really know anybody that doesn't drink. I don't know what I would do. Or I, I just have questions about it. What's the feeling going into it? Um, what are the reasons people stop drinking? Um, all that stuff. So we can get into that and just have a conversation. Um, I guess the, you know, from my perspective, again, I'm kind of non-committal on saying I'm never going to drink again. And that's all right. It's, that's okay. Yeah, it's been like three weeks. I'm uh, like, I enjoy, you know, I enjoy having whatever beer, whiskey. I think we all have at some point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, what's that? You know, from my perspective, and again, maybe other people out there that are on their New Year's resolution and they haven't drank in three weeks, but they're like, I don't know if this is going to be a whole thing. Maybe just a month of, you know, dry January. Yeah, right. That's a thing. What is the, like, do you guys have a moment where it was like, it kind of clicked? Like, you both know the date, which mm -hmm. it's an important thing, right? But do you have a moment, I'm curious, where it kind of clicked and you were like, yeah, I just don't need it anymore. It's just not something I'm going to do. Chris, you want to go first? Yeah. So for me, I never struggled with alcohol my entire life. Um, you know, went through college, drank excessive amounts in college, but same. But the typical binge drinking weekend, you know, graduated from college, you know, start working, you know, would go months without drinking and then, you know, sometimes would hang out with friends or whatever. And it never was something that had a hold of me. Um, I hit a point of my life where we went through some very, very difficult family times and it became my crutch. It became my outlet to unplug and unwind and de-stress. Right. And the problem was 
it went from being, hey, we used to get together with a friends on a weekend or neighbors on a Saturday to seven nights a week. I was hammered drunk. Wow. Um, I blacked out probably from drinking maybe five times my entire life up until that point mm-hmm. because I was just, and I used to laugh at that. I was friends in college, but how do you black out? Like, what's wrong with you people? Like, I never do that um, to the point where I was blackout drunk like six nights a week, if mm-hmm. not seven. Um, I wouldn't stop drinking until I either ran out or passed out. Yeah. And it just was completely out of control. Um, Things changed in our life that a lot of the things we were dealing with had evolved to a point where it wasn't present anymore. But, and I couldn't wrap my head around like, well, why am I still stuck in this rut, this habit? And I just couldn't quite put my finger on it. I knew I wanted to, and I knew it was a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was still a really productive guy. I still, you know, I, I... Left So my insurance career, I started at Liberty Mutual um, when I first got in the industry 20 years ago. I worked there for 15 years and I left and opened my own independent agency where I'm now what people perceive as a broker. You know, so I was already doing that about two and a half years. I'm like, I'm a small business owner. You know, I'm having a lot of success. I'm doing really well. Like, you know, so I knew I had an issue, but like you play games with yourself mentally to like, Convince yourself you're okay. Oh, sure. And it's normal, right? Yeah. Not, I mean, to a point, you know, the use of alcohol is, it's so... Um, Acceptable. Yeah, it's so mainstream yeah. and so, yeah, it's, it, it's the only thing I keep seeing this meme that pops up that's like, alcohol is the only drug that you have to uh, explain why you don't use it. <laughs> yeah. You know, in a exactly. social setting, it's like, yeah. well, oh, well, you're, you know, you aren't having one or, you know, what can I get you to drink? It's just very... And I think there's so much tied to it, especially as guys, right? Mm-hmm. And we're kind of, all three of us are alpha competitive guys that in our world and our circle and even our mental makeup, it's just such a masculine thing, you know, yeah, oh, drink like bears, you know, we throw, you know, and it's always, you know, I can out drink you, you yeah. know, and that's like, you know, as much of I'm stronger than you type of, yeah. of, of an image. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. It took a lot to wrap wrap around it. And uh, I don't know. I, I finally evolved to a point in Casey and I have talked about this. You know, people often ask me like, well, how, how did you, how did you, how did you do it? What was it? Like, what, what happened? And I'm like, nothing major. Like mm-hmm. my wife was away one weekend with the kids. She came back home on a Sunday night. She went up to visit her parents. We hung out. I got drunk as usual. Um, Woke up Monday morning and my office in my house is in a spare bedroom upstairs and I'm walking over to the room and I'm talking to my wife. I'm getting ready to start working in the morning and she goes, oh my God. She's like, your nose looks horrible. You have that like really bad alcoholic looking nose. Like go look at it in the mirror. (laughs) And I was standing right next to our kid's bathroom as I'm walking down the hallway and I was like, I was terrified. I didn't want to look because I didn't want to see it. And I walked in the office. I have a friend of mine that struggled. He really struggled mightily with alcohol. Um, you know, lost his family over it, lost his business over it. And uh, he's five years old. And me. I called him up and I said, Joe, I'm ready. And he said, what are you ready for? I said, I'm, I'm ready to climb out of this bottle. He was like, all right, let's let's get working on this. And that was it. Man, I haven't <clears throat> looked back since. Nah. So there was a moment there and that's... Um... You know, from the different conversations I've had and different friends of mine that they've had, a there was a moment and you can kind of clearly remember it, whether it's, you know, thank God not hitting rock bottom, but there is a kind of a defining moment where you're like, all right, that's, I'm ready, you know, and you made that step. So, um, and, and I just wanted to, for everyone out there, 
this is nothing that we're talking about is coming from a place of, um, you know, what you should do or that we're in any way better than anybody else. We don't judge. We are not the type of people that are judgmental. If you do whatever you do, it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't judge that. This is really just more for, thank you, Chris, for sharing. Cause this is, you know, this stuff is, uh, you know, sometimes it's tied to other stuff that's very sensitive, right? So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, but really just out there for the person that maybe, maybe somebody is struggling with something and they're like, maybe there is another way to go about it. What's, what's the experience of other people that are in, you know, in your world and your circle. So yeah. just to, just to kind of lay that out there. Um, yeah, but what I, about, I, well, I, real quick. And yeah. I, I think one of the issues that I struggled with it, and if we're trying to, obviously this is the purpose this is to share a, what's going on. Mm-hmm. So people don't feel alone. I had such a terrible fear that I wasn't going to be able to have fun without yeah. alcohol. Yeah. I wasn't going to be able to hang out with my friends and people have a good time. People were going to think about you differently. Yeah. Didn't want to invite you places. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that was, that was a real, real fear of mine. I, I remember looking at my marriage and my wife and I have been married 21 years. It'll be 22 years this summer. And, you know, I remember looking at our marriage and being like, well, you know, it's not really fun anymore. We don't really laugh as much as we used to and stuff. And I guess that's just the way it is. You know, you get older. It, it's just normal. This is how it is. Yeah. Kind of settle in. Yeah. So even with our marriage, like I felt like I needed to be drinking to have a good time with my wife because yeah. that was the only way it was ever going to happen. And I, I was I truthfully was afraid. Like I could not imagine my what life being fun without alcohol but the crazy part is it was exactly a week from the day i stopped drinking was our wedding anniversary and we went over to schaefer's canal house so plug to them (laughs) and we're sitting outside and um we're just talking and we were carrying a conversation we were just laughing and having a good time Mm -hmm. and my wife was like oh my god i miss this so much and she's like I'm so proud of you that you haven't had a drink in, in a week. Wow. And she goes, I miss you. And I hope you continue with this because I That's love awesome, having man. you back. Man. And it just, cool. yeah, it just made it all. That was, that was it. I mean, and that, that, and that's the thing that, that fear I had. And now it's like, yeah, I actually have just as much of a good time, but Crazy, if not a better time, because I'm not hungover. I'm not regretting anything I said or did because I, you know, had a little, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit too much to drink. And uh, so, yeah, that's awesome, man. What about you, Jace? Like, um, if you don't mind sharing, so that that day was that something? Was there something that happened that day, or something that kind of, you know, marked that journey of like, I'm 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 done, and I'm making that decision or commitment. Well, or was it not really even a commitment at that point, and you just kind of. Yeah, I mean, like, I have, I had decided many times before that I was yeah. done. Like, this Same. was just yeah. another time, yeah. right? I'm yeah. Sure, yeah, I'm sure gotcha. you, both you guys have, yeah. have been through that. Um, I, you know, I usually, when I said I was going to stop, it was, you know, three or four months here, three or four months there. Um, and I don't think I had ever gone all in. And, uh, yeah, so the main reason that I decided to you know, put it off for good was that, you know, I had, I had found that I was doing a lot of those things, saying things that would hurt people, doing things that would hurt people. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of the relationships that I wanted to keep close to me were breaking. And that was kind of where I realized that, you know, those things are happening because I'm 
you know, being irresponsible. I'm just consuming too much. And I used to, I don't know if I ever had a problem with alcohol and still don't. I mean, when I look back, I guess it's pretty clear that I did. I would start drinking fairly early in the day, every day. And not a lot. Like I didn't, I don't think I was ever like completely blackout drunk or anything like that. But I used it as like, this is what I need to get through my day because I got to get out of my own head. Yeah. And so it was, you know, something I did early in the morning just to kind of get to a spot where like I could make it through the day. But it only took one or two drinks. And then a few hours later, it was down. Like I was. Yeah. Doing things I shouldn't be doing. And uh, it, it was just kind of a, a look, and look at yourself in the mirror kind of moment. Like, yep. who's the person that you want to be and what's holding you back from that? And that was just one of the things that yeah. was holding me back from that, right? I think um, the, the alcohol was just kind of like a, you know, kind of a cover up for some things that I had to deal with myself and, and between my you know, between my own ears. But um, yeah, just kind of. We talked about it the other day. It was like doing the same things over mm-hmm. and over and over and expecting, you know, this time I'll get through this relationship or like it, it'll reach a point where, you know, it'll all be okay. And it was, it just wasn't going to happen if I was, you know, continuing to drink. Yep. So, uh, one thing. So, did you, when you quit on March 11th, mm-hmm. were, were you like, hey, I just want to go a couple months without it and then we'll see what happens? And then you decided like from there, like I'm just not going to do it anymore? No, that was, that was, the last straw for me. Like, so I, yeah, I had, you committed at that point. Yeah, well, like, yeah, the next day, uh, yeah. March 11th has, was the last day that I consumed alcohol. So I guess t- March 12th is the first day that I, um, did it. Um, but yeah, it was like, there was a family event that weekend yep. and, uh, I had drank really heavy the night before. And like, I hate feeling bad period. Right. Mm-hmm. I, we're all pretty well yep. into fitness yep. and not feeling good is, to me it just makes no sense like to not have your body feel as close to 100% as possible doesn't make sense yeah but I was actively doing something that counteracted that thought process which was drinking and so that night I drank a ton and woke up the next morning and I was pretty much done for the weekend and there was a very special family event that weekend that I was at but I was a zombie he wasn't yeah yeah I wasn't there I was hungover I was a mess and it was just like dude I was in front of like all the, you know, all my loved ones. And I was like, I, what do these people think of me yeah. right now? You know, what do I think of me right now? And it was, it was just a problem. And so it was pretty cut and dry. Like, dude, do, do this or, or, you know, some, some really bad yeah. stuff's going to happen. That's where you could see like what, and I finally, I guess in a way understood what my, I, I, when she said it, I couldn't put my finger on it. But when she said, it's so nice having you back. Yep. Because you're always living in a fog. You're always, always living man. in a haze. You're either drunk or recovering from being or drunk. Or looking forward to the next time. Mm-hmm. Right. That so you're, that yeah, takes uh, as much brain space as anything, yeah. honestly, is like that thought forward of. So you're never present. Yeah. So the people that you're sharing your time and life with, you're never present. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, another. So so what if somebody's coming from a perspective, right? Somebody's listening and they're like, man, that's like they kind of hit that point where they were saying things they didn't really want to say or doing things they didn't want to do but i'm not really like that like i drink i don't really do any of that stuff i just enjoy drinking or you know yeah maybe sometimes but it's occasionally that i'll have too much and do something stupid Mm. but like like what would you say to that person like whether you do something like that or not that you're not proud of or that you really want to get away from like what you know is there still a is there still a benefit to not drinking if you don't if you don't ever get to that point 
Yeah, to me, I, I would say the same thing about a guy that, say, is relatively healthy, eats well, doesn't have high blood pressure, uh, cholesterol, doesn't have health issues, and, you know, is a pretty lean individual or, or, you know, healthy individual. It's the same point of, well, then why would they go to the gym and work out? And it's just because you can actually, it can be better. Mm-hmm. And that's the what I would say. Like, just because it's not a problem doesn't mean it can't be better. Yeah. And I just, and and I feel the same way. And I'm glad you said this, Casey. Mm-hmm. Like, I have friends that I'll go hang out at their house and they'll drink. I just don't drink. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and they know I, I don't judge them. I don't look at them any differently. It was a personal choice for me. And yep. for my life, that's just the way I think I need to live it. And I, the best version of me I get without it. Yeah. So that's kind of my thought with it, you know, it's like, yeah, but it, life can be better and you can feel a a different way. So that would be the reason behind it. We touched on that in our last uh, episode about mindset is that the first thing that, that you have to acquire is the awareness. And if you're not aware that you um, need a better mindset, if you're not aware that it exists, a better state of yourself, a better state of being exists without it, then you would have no reason to, but that's the number one step is awareness. Yeah. I think you got to, you got to do it for yourself. And, you know, for me, it was also really important that I did it for um, my loved ones because, you know, they deserve better too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like hurting people. And um, that's what I was doing a lot. But um, yeah, I think just being the best version of yourself is a really good, a really good, I mean, it's like people ask, yeah, same thing. Why do you, why do you go to the gym? Like I'm not lifting for anything in particular. Right. I mean, we talk and I, I do like the thought of like being able to like race some of my football athletes and things like <laughs> yeah. that. That stuff's fun. But like, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd like to live till I'm 120. I know that sounds crazy, yeah. but I, that would be cool. Like I, I would like, I, I want to be the healthiest version of myself and the best version of myself. And that for me, that just doesn't include alcohol. For some people it might. And that's yeah. like, it's really, that's okay. Yeah. I had a problem with it. I wasn't the best version of yeah. me with it. And so I needed to change. Yeah. And I, I, just talked to Chris about this the other day and something we've talked about as a theme already is becoming the best version of yourself. And that's where I am with it. Um, I've done 75 hard twice now, Mm. which is 75 days straight of no alcohol. So I know the feeling of not drinking for a good couple months at a time. And I always, during that program, especially towards the end of it, I'm like, dude, I've mentally, you're like, this is the best version I could be. Like I am freaking locked in on all this stuff. And then um, what's happened the last couple times, it's like, all right, then you start weaning off of the program a little bit. Like you start cheating a little bit with your diet and not tracking macros and you start not doing your second workout or, um, you know, start mixing in a drink. And then you kind of, you work your way out of that optimal state. Yeah. I don't even know what to call it. It's almost like a, like a flow state where you're just like, your mind is so open. It's receptive. You're thinking sharp. You're clear. And uh, so doing that a couple times and then getting, you know, again, kind of weaning back onto all these things. I'm like, man, I want to get back to that version, but I would like to keep that version of me going. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't want to like do it for 75 days and then work my way out of it. I want to, I just want to be that. Yeah. I want to completely just be that person going forward. So that's my motivation right now for not uh, drinking is I want to get, I want to get that state of mind back. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, Chris, but like for me, it was also really important that the people that were closest to me mm-hmm. supported it mm-hmm. and yeah. not like supported it as in like anything crazy, but, but they didn't make me feel bad for not doing it. I guess like, um, all of my 
buddies. Like I, I used to go out and drink with them all the time at the bar and whatnot. I still see them. I still hang out with them. I might not do those things with them anymore, but we find other things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I go out or if we go to somebody's house and somebody, you know, people are drinking, it's not a problem for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, but it does make things better when when they're accepting of and they don't push anything on you or whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. having that community is important. And, and I think like one thing that you said that was did, mattered a lot for me was, and again I t- I talked about this and I then we do it with all aspects of our life, whatever we're struggling with, and a, a struggle I'm still fighting with is food. So now I have to work on that, and you know I put on thirty pounds and I never lost it. So, um, but. I remember talking to my son, who's now 17. So mm-hmm. this is about two years before I stopped. So he was about 13 years old. And and I remember thinking, he's got to see me and know that his dad's an alcoholic, you know, because he's got to know, you know, this isn't normal. You hear in school, they talk about alcoholism and the kids hear about it. You know, like he's got to know, like, yeah, that's my dad. That's what he does every night. And the one, I, one day I start talking to him. And I said, yeah, I'm sure you probably realize, like, you know, I drink entirely too much and he stopped and looked at me and he was like, what? No. He's like, I, I don't think that at all. And he was being very genuine and mm-hmm. sincere. And I played a game in my head. I thought, oh, see, see, Chris, you're you're in your it's own not head. not as bad as you think. Yeah, yeah, you're just making a mountain out of a molehill. You're fine. You're under control. You're being dramatic. But the reality was his normal was seeing me that way. So he didn't know any different. He right. thought it was normal behavior. And that stuck in my head. And I was like, man, I don't want my son to think that this is normal. I don't mm-hmm. want him to realize like, hey, if I'm drink- or if I'm having stress in my life, I could just abuse my body. You know, I could do drugs or alcohol or whatever it is. Insert whatever that abundance that doesn't belong is there. And I just, it really sat with me the wrong way. And now my daughter, my youngest is eight, you know, so she's known me since she was five and a half as sober dad. So she never saw, really knows that guy. Mm-hmm. And that means a lot to me that that's the image I want her to see because when she gets older and starts to date and form relationships, I, I want her to see that and not somebody who gets plastered drunk every night and that's normal. Right. Absolutely. What um are some of the things, Jason, you touched on some of these things, like why you were noncommittal before. Like you said, uh, one of the things was your not scared you're worried about maybe what other people would think or that you would lose some relationships with maybe your friends that that's what your you know your gatherings usually get you know revolved around because i can definitely speak to that too but like what are some of the things and i would be interested to hear from each of you that you were like man i thought it was going to be this and then i realized it wasn't um like what you know some of those mental things that you're thinking i don't know I, i i relate this again to 75 hard as in when I'm like looking at this, like I get 75 days on a diet and now no alcohol, I'm going to miss out on a wedding or I'm going to miss out on dinner with my wife where we go out and have wine and eat like crap or ice cream with my kids. And I'm like, I had this whole thing in my mind made up that it's like, it's going to be horrible because I'm going to miss all this stuff. Yeah. But is there anything else that you, you came across? I was just afraid of the judgment more than anything. And I, I think in the last episode, I, I said that fear pretty much runs my life or at least it did a lot and now I'm trying to you know let that impact me less but that was the biggest thing I was worried that I was going to be in so many of those situations where you know it's like oh come on dude like yeah. and I was going to be like the odd man out in a bad way and yeah. that was 
that I was really afraid of that, like just super afraid. And I was um, just at those times not willing to to hold strong and, and just be the person that I needed to be because I was always about, I was always worried about being the person that I thought someone else wanted me to be or mm-hmm. needed me to be. And it's like, I I heard it from Gary V a long time ago and it just resonated with me. Nobody knows. I mean, we know a little bit about each other's lives just being in this room. And I feel like even more so about our friends and our family, but still even those people, we only know a fraction of what their right. life is really like. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on between my my ears. Nobody knows what's going on every second of my day and what I'm going through. And so I was 100% positive that alcohol was bad for me, that it was something I needed to get rid of. But yet I was too worried about what other people, not that anybody was putting anything on me, but it was just kind of how I thought about things, mm-hmm. that if I don't drink, they're going to judge me, and I, therefore I should continue drinking. When it's just... You got to know what's best for you and trust that and lean into that. That's really eventually. I was just finally like, look, I know this for a fact for me. Do it. And that was kind of just that was where it. it was. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, again, my biggest fear was just that I, I wasn't going to have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, life wasn't going to be enjoyable without alcohol in it. How yeah. was I going to sit down and watch a game and really enjoy it? I remember sitting down like, ah, oh, the Eagles are on. Turn it on and be like, oh, this is, this is life. This is the yeah. life. I'm sitting here, cold beer in my hand. I'm watching the game. And I just didn't think I was going to be able to enjoy things without it because yeah. I had to have that with me. Well, and that's kind of what, and I don't mean to cut you off, go right back to it, but that's what we are also shown all the time. Yeah. Commercials, TV, yeah. you know, that, that is what is put in front of us. Yeah. 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 You're conditioned to believe yeah. that that goes together and without it, something's missing. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was the amazing part, was just that aha moment. And I had that with my wife that week after, was like, wow, what I what I thought was just never going to happen again in our relationship and this more lightheartedness, good fun that we used to have with just enjoying each other's company that I thought, well, we just grew away from that. We're just older now. That's gone. No, it's still there. It just wasn't allowed to come through. Mm-hmm. So... For me, that was the biggest thing. And then the byproduct, which wasn't why I did it, which was amazing, though, was some of the guys that I would go to the gym and talk to, and we would all laugh and joke about getting hammered the night before and what we're going to drink that night. And, you know, that I thought were really entrenched drinkers that I thought might view me a little different, like you were talking about, Jason. But the amazing thing is, this is why, like, I've never been, I've always been in, wear my emotions on my sleeve, and, you know, I don't hide who I am, you know, mm-hmm. and I was never ashamed to share, hey, I don't drink anymore, and I struggled with it, and because I just don't feel like there's anything to be ashamed of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing is, some of those people have opened up to me and are like, wow, man, yeah, I've actually really always struggled myself. Mm-hmm. And, Again, I never thought that they did. So the fact that maybe I can help, and that's why when I saw your podcast, and admittedly, I've only watched, I think, three podcasts my entire life. I'm so, not a So do we make person. top three? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, obviously, this is the first one that inspired me to yeah. do this. I've never done this no, before. It's that, completely man, but yeah. foreign. Seriously, but I messaged Casey, and I was like, that is amazing, because I really like it, because you guys are just 
we're just carrying a conversation that literally we were doing the same thing right before. Yeah. You know, um, so to me, to be able to share it and maybe it does help somebody in some other way is just phenomenal. Yeah. I think, too, that's the and the awesome part about this platform that we have now that we created <clears throat> is that just sharing the story does a lot of times help people. And I know, Jason, you had shared that somebody reached out to you. I think you made one post about you haven't drank in six months I mean, or whatever. It so was. many people. Chris reached out to me. Yeah, he, he texted me and, and, and uh, told me a little bit about his journey at that time. But, yeah, I've I've had uh, I think I posted on Facebook on my birthday, which was three months into it and kind of when I. Like I'd already made the decision like that that first day, but at that point, I like I knew that I was good. Yeah, I had so many of our friends, yeah, reach out that I had no idea that they were sober. And I think a part of it, and maybe they had posted stuff and I just didn't see it, but I do think that it's not something people talk about a lot, kind of because they're afraid of that judgment mm-hmm. or afraid of maybe they're not afraid to admit that they're sober, but maybe that that means that they had a problem before, mm-hmm. which maybe they didn't have a problem, but there is that kind of element there, of... There is. It's a little bit like a taboo thing. Like, yeah, like oh, if like, I admit that I'm sober, then I'm also kind like, of... Like, wonder what happened with Jason. Did right, he, yeah. yeah, did he get a DUI or did he... Right, whatever, exactly. you know? Yeah. I think there is, and I, I'm guilty of thinking that. Like, when I see somebody, even, even to this day, I'm like, I wonder what happened. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if, you know, their wife was going to leave them or... So, dude, that's just like a that shows you the mentality that's out there, even amongst me, who I'm surrounded by a lot of people that that was not the case. Yeah. But you're right. That is out there. So maybe this will give, um, you know, somebody out there, maybe just dude, share your story because you don't know who it's going to connect with. Um, I know a lot of people have reached out to you and, and the same with me with 75 hard. I would post on there for accountability for myself, mm-hmm. not because I wanted people to be like, oh, good. You know, Casey did 75 hard. I don't care. It was a personal thing. That is cool, though. That's yeah. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, but I had people that, like, I ran into a buddy of mine that I played baseball with. Haven't seen the guy. Haven't talked to the guy in probably five years. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Actually, it was probably more like 10 years. Mm. Haven't talked to him. Um, saw him on Facebook, whatever. But I saw him at a golf outing, and he was like, dude, uh, I did 75 hard after I saw that you did it. I lost, like, 25 pounds. Like, I stopped. Uh, I can't even drink beer anymore because after I stopped for 75 days, now I can't even, like, my body doesn't handle it. So right. he's like, that's your fault. And they're joking around <laughs> with me. But, you know, it made a positive impact on his life. So I don't know. I guess I'm just want to give people a platform to, dude, like, like talk about and share it. This shouldn't be a taboo thing where you're, like, ashamed to say that you don't drink anymore. That's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. like, you know, I don't know. We could talk about it and, and just share your experience. Maybe it helps someone. And uh, like I said, hopefully this connects and lands with somebody who – Maybe they're like, yeah, I do need to cut back, and you know, I don't know. I feel free to 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 reach out to us if there's anything we can do, or maybe connect you with somebody that can help you. We're not professionals in, um, you know, any kind of circles like that where we're trying to, uh, we're not qualified, we're not certified to help people stop drinking. <laughs> yeah. But if you have a, a question or you're just curious, like we'd be happy to to field it. I could speak for these guys. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Anything else? Any other closing remarks on this? Anything that you think is important to share maybe in this journey or thoughts that anyone else is having on it? Yeah, I mean, my biggest thing is just take that step. You know, if you know you need to do it, just do it. Um, You had asked earlier to Jason, hey, did you think you were going to do it just as a pause or it was a forever thing? And for me, again, I was afraid to make it a forever thing because, again, that became such a key person in my life was alcohol 
And it was my my friend who had gone through it, and he said, "Dude, you just gotta you gotta wrap your head around this is forever. Mm-hmm. Don't put the toe back in the water. Just once you commit." And my wife hates this about me because I'm a competitive person, but she's like, "Why are you so extreme? Why are you always 110 percent?" You know, because I'm the same way with food. And Casey and I talk about this. Like, why can't you just do things in moderation? And I struggle with that, but. Mm-hmm. For me, once I made that full commitment, like, okay, this is it, 100%, no looking back, uh, it, it made the difference. So, you know, for some people, hey, take that step. Others, just, just finally get there, make it make it a mindset. I'm doing this and that's it, and just follow through. And ideally, without hitting rock bottom. Like, yes. there, you know, as much as um, it's not always the case, but in some cases, there is a, a place where people do hit this rock bottom. Like, don't get there. You know what I mean? You don't have to get there to make this this step. It doesn't have to be... Like what I said earlier, like you don't have to get a DUI. You don't have to get in an accident. You don't have to do something really stupid that messes up the rest of your life. Don't let it get there. Yeah. Like if you know in your in your heart that you you want to take that step, then um, then make a commitment and do it and just see what happens. I'll share this too. And I think this is important for people that are just starting. Uh, again, not coming from an expert, but just somebody who has stopped for at least a short period of time. Getting through the first weekend was brutal mm-hmm. because I had I was very... I didn't drink a, a whole lot during the week, but you know, Friday night, Saturday, maybe Sunday, it was kind of like my weekly routine. Getting through the first weekend was tough for me. It was like the natural uh, motion of opening the fridge out in my garage and getting a beer out of there or whatever else, um, or you know, having TV on and pouring a drink, right? That was part of my thing. So the first weekend was tough. The second weekend was just as tough. By the third weekend, I was good. I'm like, I, I maybe it takes 21 days to break a habit, like like you hear sometimes. But after three weeks, I was the weekends didn't bother me. I could work. It's right funny there. how you say that. So my advice too would be, as you're doing that, um, I drink unsweetened iced tea now, like it, like I used to drink alcohol, mm. and I literally laugh. My wife buys it for me all the time, or I'll be like, ah, I gotta go to, I gotta go get some beverages, you know. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm gonna mix a cocktail, and I put ice in the cup. And I take unsweetened iced tea. I did it with water, with lemon, whatever it is. It's goofy, but like that does pacify you. So that yeah. is something that helps. Seltzer waters we're big on. Mm-hmm. The flavored seltzers, we go through them big time. And I find that, like last night I went out on a date night with Danielle. And um, we went to a brewery. And I'm like, I'm not drinking, I'm not drinking. Not drinking. <laughs> so I get a, a, a seltzer water, like uh, what a, like club soda basically yeah. with lime. Yeah. You know, and I have that and that's my, my drink. Um, which also helps too. This is just another... Another tip, if you are just now getting into this and maybe you don't want to broadcast it out there, if you are going out in a social situation and you're not going to have anything to drink and you don't want the pressure of people saying, hey, just have one or, hey, let me get you one, order a club soda with lime, Mm -hmm. walk around with it. People don't know what's in there. And it just, if you want to avoid that conversation, maybe you're not ready for that, Mm -hmm. people won't ask if you're carrying around a club soda with lime because they think maybe, whatever, you got some vodka yeah. <laughs> but but anyway it just does help you know and keeps you away from if you're worried about the peer pressure aspect of it yeah i think anything you can do to um like increase friction like make it harder to drink like yeah. I, I i couldn't have anything in my house mm-hmm. right so that like I, I did it even if i knew i wasn't going to drink i wasn't going to i wasn't sitting at a bar anywhere with buddies or anything like that yep so you know if it's something that you want to quit doing then you have to put as much friction in front of that habit as possible yeah and if it's something that you want to do you got to remove as much friction as possible yeah uh, like going to the gym and things like that so for me it was just as simple as can't have it in the house you know not going to 
um, sit at a bar with any of my friends or anything like that. And I probably didn't go out, period, for a while. But um, all the stuff that you think to do is, is probably what you yeah. should do. And, and basically just breaking the habit <clears throat> that you find yourself in. Yeah. So what, it, what makes that habit easier? Um, what makes that habit harder? And yeah. And the other thing sense. is if you like if you are trying to stop drinking and like you fall back into it, not to not to like crush yourself for that. Like I know that that might be like not maybe not like an alpha thing to say, yeah. but like if you crush yourself for that, at least for me, that's when I would just hit it even harder. Right. I'd go in even harder. Like if you if you really dwell on that and beat yourself up for it, it could it could get worse. At least in my situation. So you know, try to take um, the necessary steps to improve that decision next time and hopefully you get to a point where you know you're you're good to go. Yeah. And that's the other thing where the cycle continues and I found that as well is all right, I'd be like, um, I'm not gonna you know, I'm gonna well, two things. I'm gonna try not to drink this weekend. And then if you drink Friday you're like, ah oh, screw it, oh, I'll well. start next weekend, I'll drink Saturday <laughs> and then you end yeah. up, you know, in way worse shape. But the other thing is is how you talk to yourself internally. And we can do a whole episode on this, but don't try to stop. If you're going to stop, stop. Even if you just say it's going to be for, maybe you do try a week for some people. Maybe it's a day for some people. Maybe it's a month. Maybe it's three months, six months. Maybe it's this year. But when you do it, don't try to do it. And don't tell yourself, I'm trying to not drink when you go out. Because then you've got this internal battle going on in your head constantly. And that's leaving the toe in the water, like yes. Chris said. Yeah. That is huge. And that's yeah. like, you I'm do trying. that, you'll go back to it. Yep. Yeah. And I'm trying not to drink. I'm trying not. Don't try. Either yeah. just just don't do it for a certain period of time. But when you talk to yourself, make sure that you are. And I say, and this has worked for me, I'm not drinking right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm never going to drink again. But like if somebody offers me a beer, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not drinking right now. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I'm not doing it. I'm not trying not to do it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> right. So, um Hopefully that helps someone. Um, guys, we appreciate We've had so many people reach out already for this podcast, which is awesome. Again, we just started this thing to try to help one person out there. So please continue to reach out to us. Please share it. Please comment on there so we can get back to your comments. If you have any topics, questions you want us to cover uh, on this or any other things going forward, we would love to hear from you. And uh, I only have one final thing to say. I hope you because I'm going to say it if you don't. Let's go. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. <laughs> Go birds. Go birds. Chris from Middletown weighing in. Go birds. Joe to camera. You Muppet Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. We will see, see you next week.